Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Friday, Alyssa. We made it. We made it another week, everyone. We did it. And it's, I keep, I just can't even believe it's August. I just, that's shocking to me. Oof. Um, we have so much to talk about. And I yeah. guess the first thing I, I have to get into is all of this bachelorette madness that I am living for. And I think part of it, before I get into like the summary of what I know and this like deep dark spirals on the internet I've gone down about what is possibly happening in La Quinta right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, my favorite part of it is imagining the show behind the show and these producers who are scrambling. <laughs> it just seems like there is absolute chaos and it seems like such funny karma for these people who are the same people who made that Chase Rice concert for Victoria <laughs> F. and Pilot Pete last year. <laughs> yes, yes. And that they're just getting this weird shit from the reality TV gods. And it's, I want to see the season of Unreal, that show about the creating yeah. of The Bachelor, of this season. Yeah, that's So fun. what we know is that Claire Crawley, who we were totally excited to watch be The Bachelorette, decided to quit the show there were rumors that she was fired it's clear now that she has quit because she is engaged to a man named dale Mm -hmm. which you just can't write that stuff Mm -hmm. who was her first impression rose and it must be noted like we've talked about on the pod before that most bachelorettes statistically speaking have ended up engaged to their first impression rose Mm -hmm. because because a woman just knows you know and claire was like I don't want to stay in this La Quinta resort anymore doing this weird shit with all these 43 guys, by the way. I'm just going to get engaged to Dale and bounce. And there's so many funny memes online right now that are just people being like, oh, you can do that? <laughs> you can quit? You could just leave? You could just pick a guy and go? So good for her. I think that's so funny and we will get to see that uh, whatever this like that two week baby journey has been for her and I stand them. I hope that they are together forever. They won't be but I hope they will. So the producers scramble and they get Taisha, the lovely Taisha Mm -hmm. from uh, Colt's season correct? Yeah, Colton season. season, Mm -hmm. um, Which is the last lead who quit too early, but at least still had, you know, his episode minimum was met. Uh, And (laughs) everyone's like, great, we love Tasha, And but you can't because they've made a bubble. You know, they've made their own little Bachelor NBA bubble. Mm -hmm. You can't get new guys. So they're just calling the guys that Claire had previously kicked off, seeing who wants to come back. I've read that none of them want to come back. Oh, my God. After they left. I don't know if that's true, but I've been reading that not a single dude was like, yeah, I'll come back to La Quinta and hop back on board. Wait, so they left? Um, I didn't read this. See, you did more research than me. So, no, it was that she – so she was two weeks in, so she had, like, that one big night. She had her limo night where she eliminated, like, ten guys. And so after that, she gives Dale the first impression rose. She stays for one more week. 
she gets engaged to him and she leaves. So the producers called the initial group of dudes that she didn't select on the first night to see if they can get their original cast oh, signed Dale. See, I see. So okay. not all of the men left. So right. there was still a bunch of the boys left. Um, and I, I can't wait to see how Chris Harrison breaks this news to them. I am just like, I am dreaming of this scene, uh, and all the extra work that Chris Harrison has probably had to do. And is like rolling his eyes at, but they get Tasha on board. They try to get as many boys back and this is all very exciting. And this was what, maybe a week ago and it was all really great. We posted about it in our story. Now there's all these spectacular paparazzi pics of Hannah Ann of Pilot mm-hmm. Pete season rolling up to La Quinta with a huge suitcase. And then the day after oh, with a suitcase, Becca, okay. okay. Yeah. With a suitcase, homegirl has a suitcase. And then the day after Becca Kufrin shows up also with a suitcase and Becca, who we have talked a lot about recently because she's been in some hot water from her Garrett fiance of her season of the bachelorette, who is a awful piece of shit. Uh, they, they break up, right? She is now commenting on breakup posts by E news and all these different sort, you know, social media accounts, like kind of slamming them for reporting her breakup, but also not denying the breakup all the while she's in La Quinta with a suitcase. So some people are speculating that they're doing like a weird three-way type bachelorette session and that it's going to be dissimilar from the season where Caitlin showed up with another girl and then the boys picked. Do you remember that one? Yes. But that they will have almost like a bachelorette meets bachelor in paradise vibe where the three women are going to be picking from this same pool. And I, I am just, I'm maybe it's too good to be true. I do hope that that's the case. Cause I also think there's three spectacularly different women that I feel very differently about. So I'm here for it. Uh, and it would be so funny to add this element of like, they're all dating the same guys. And then Hannah Ann could be like, well, I'm feeling really close with Jason. And then Becca Kufrin's like, well, I actually just made out with Jason. And then they're like, <gasps> and they just like kick Jason off of the resort. This is how I'm picturing it in my mind. But this is all I know so far. And I um, promise I'm going to keep <laughs> looking up every single thing that comes and just wasting my life on this meaningless story. What do you think of all this, Alyssa? Okay, I have three major points. Um, okay. First of all, it sounds like we have whatever is going on. We have plenty of drama. So I swear to God, if there is a fucking wasted episode in this season every editor should be fired we want to see all the mechanics of whatever the fuck happened i want to see chris harrison chasing claire to her home trying to get her to come back i want to see them (laughs) refusing to talk to the producers i want to see all of it i don't want Mm -hmm. any like nonsense like two hour long let's fast forward through most of it episode so they're setting a high bar for themselves by like reporting all this shit secondly And this is interesting because I feel like a lot of times I come in with like really mean takes and then you convince me to be like a nicer person. (laughs) So I came (laughs) into this Claire situation thinking like it fucking sucks that all these guys quit their jobs and then she didn't even give them the courtesy of playing out the season so that they could at least become Instagram famous. Like, don't you think Mm. that sucks? 
Yeah. Even if she yeah. loved that guy, like that's you signed up for the show. That's what the show. Oh is. yeah. You know, you're yeah. not the first person to ever be like, well, I know who I want to pick. Like, I don't know. That's so true. I, I, I couldn't help but wonder if there was a coronavirus element to this that she's just like, I'm fucking, I don't yeah, want to be makes doing sense. this. Okay. See, you see, you made me see the other side. <laughs> okay. No, but I'm on your side that I hate a quitter. So yeah. I think we're both a little right. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, and then the, my third point is, First, okay, side note, I don't know why we keep rewarding Becca for bad behavior. Agreed. Like, agreed. I don't Get need her to hear from here. her. I don't need I no. would honestly rather even see Madison than Becca, you know? Like hundred percent. And and 100%. I don't even like Madison like that much. I just thought she was more compelling television. But whatever. I'm just like, oh, okay, so you like tried to be an apologist for this guy that was awful from the beginning of your season and for years you've stood by him and now that it didn't work out you get to go back on tv again and just i don't know like i think that sucks i think she sucks what, i think it's a bad move think she is like gotta be there's some sort of like nepotism or something with her in abc because her doing the podcast and her just being yeah on their national tour and she's just their little darling and it makes no sense because even at her best she was not good tv yeah and then with all of this drama with garrett that she handled really poorly it is kind of bananas that she's being rewarded in this in this sense but i do wonder if this is some sort of attempt to keep a grasp on their more conservative yeah. audience that um, and also i think she might just be more controllable you know because even yeah. like madison who would be a grasp on their conservative audience was like i'm not i'm not doing this i'll just leave you know yeah yeah it's so, uh it's it's hopefully going to be very juicy and I, I know that there, it's very likely that it's just going to be Tasha and that maybe Becca and Hannah Ann just have some sort of weird appearance or something yeah. like that. But I also sort of doubt that because those three girls don't make sense together. Well, also the weird thing is that you can't really just throw Claire's sloppy seconds to Tasha and be like, good yeah. luck. So I think they're trying to fix it by being like, okay, well, the men have some of a choice. Which is like a weird, it's just a weird, yeah. like no matter what, it's a weird dynamic. <laughs> like, yeah, they're just like, we feel bad that you were all dumped immediately. So now we're giving you some s sort of agency by giving you these three great gals. But then what's going to happen? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I'm, I'm living it. for all the uh, John Paul Jones memes too, because <laughs> Tasha and John Paul Jones were the funniest fucking couple of Bachelor in Paradise. And like, yeah. what is, is, please tell me he has a cameo because talk about good TV. He's so funny and stupid <laughs> oh, so that's great I love I guess I just like sort of miss that show um, and I've been loving all these headlines I think it's so fun and juicy and again I just love picturing these these you know producers who are doing the devil's work just yeah. kind of <laughs> running around like, with their butts on fire freaking out in La Quinta I think it's amazing <laughs> it's pretty good I'm excited for whatever the season holds at least we know it'll be something different and not like one event that happened in the very last episode that we're gonna replay every week and wonder when it's gonna yeah. happen you know yeah we're not getting a jump the fence we're gonna get a couple of big aha moments I'm excited speaking of which should we talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Yes, yes. Um, okay. <laughs> Every <laughs> week I come on here and I'm like, I hate Sutton. She might be okay. Oh, no, I hate her. No, she's, she, I feel for her. Like, and I don't want to keep talking about her and I keep finding myself talking about her. And I just feel like we mm. need to, for one second, unpack this insane Dolce & Gabbana fitting room scene. 
Yeah. Okay. (laughs) First of all, this whole setup is crazy. Who is this woman? Why is she friends with people in such high places? Why do they like her so much? I mean, Dolce & Gabbana can cater to, like, literally anyone on the planet. I don't understand why Sutton is so important. That is very confusing and a little bit, like, dark and disturbing to me. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on with her marrying someone she's known since she's 13, I think. And that sort of stopping her development as a woman and getting used to a certain lifestyle. Mm, That makes sense. And then... She has this crazy meltdown about trying on clothes that are a little too tight and not wanting to try them on in the dr- in the dressing room in front of her girlfriends. Like, what's what's going on? Yeah, I that was a little dark and scary to me because it, listen, it's a very human and very you know uh, a female problem often to not to feel terrible if something doesn't fit for whatever reason it doesn't fit. You're like, well, this stink. It doesn't make you feel good, right? But it's kind of crazy to have a full meltdown and tell your personal shopper at the Dolce & Cabana private room. Uh, did I call it Cabana? <laughs> <laughs> um, that you're mad at him because yeah. of it. She was like, I'm going to get angry now. And it's like, oh, no, this is some really misplaced shit. Like, I've I've been sad if something I really love doesn't fit. I would never be screaming at the lady at Forever 21 because of it, yeah. which is my equivalent of this shopping experience. And uh, yeah, it was just it was a it was a little strange because there was elements of what was happening that was relatable to me. And then 70 percent of it, I was like, this is insane. What's happening? Yeah. I can't I just don't understand what's going on. And and Kyle and Dorit were like, what's happening? <laughs> Yeah, uh, and on the opposite end, Dorit getting ready to meet her friends downstairs in the lobby, doing a full bl- – I mean, are you still on Dorit's side as far as the glam and the photo shoots go? No, no. <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am on the side of, like, like live and let live in the – like, Erica Jane is a great example, right? right? Erica Jane looked just as good, if not better, than Dorit, and it looked like there was a lot of fucking work that went into doing her entire look, the big hair, everything – and Erica showed up on time. And like, so it's very possible that you can bring whoever the fuck you want on your fucking jet to Rome and and have them put pearls on your hairline and golden paper clips all over your outfit and like be in the lobby on time. And so it's a little it's incredibly annoying that she would be late for such a silly reason. I But it's uh, and that she just doesn't care. Like, she yeah. just doesn't give a fuck. I think she actually enjoys making p- people watch her make an entrance in this group of women, you know? Ooh, which is gross. Yeah, it's also, very weird. I would like her so much more if the, if she didn't fucking do that. I've liked her a lot more this season, and I, I don't I don't like that. I think you're 100% right that she's I will say I it. do like her very stylish tights. And one thing I liked I, the tights too. They're I almost great, texted right? you that. They were yes. cool. The Fenty tights. Yes. yes. One thing that I would love to irresponsibly spend money on is designer tights that cost just like probably eight hundred dollars. I mean, that's definitely <laughs> what they cost—the ones that she's wearing. Yeah, um, they looked crazy, but they were so cool. Yeah, they're very cool. They look really good. Um. Okay. So, what do we make of this whole Denise, Brandy, Rinna, Kyle Ooh. situation? Denise is now claiming that Brandy lies 
all the time and that Brandy has basically said that she's slept with every woman she's ever met. That's what Denise said. The girls are trying to pin her down on being like, well, I thought you said you weren't talking to Denise or to Brandy, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm like so on board with this. It does seem like they're trying to manufacture something out of nothing. Like people are allowed to, you know, you're not a fucking like court reporter. Like you're allowed to sort of be like, okay, well, maybe I talked to her on this day, whatever. I just... Mm -hmm. I don't know what to think anymore, and I think it's interesting that people are upset that Denise is being shamed for having a bisexual relationship, and now Denise is, like, it seems trying to throw Rena under the bus for also having the same bisexual relationship, which is the same tactic yeah. that's being done for her, to her. Is that what's going mm. on? It's a, It also is poorly executed because this defense this like line of defense that is claiming brandy has said she slept with one of you came right after a confrontation between denise and lisa rinna yeah where i think denise did kind of give her a chance to be like well whose side are you going to be on and rinna was like well i this is i'm you know i'm out of this and then dinner that night she's like and guess who else she slept with <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like Denise, we're see we could see right through you, dude. And I I think it's a rough it's it's tough to defend yourself by just pointing fingers at the other party and being like, Well, they're a crazy liar. And we saw most of the table be like, Listen, we're not best friends with Brandy, but I can also tell you that that's not totally true. Um and it's it's and if and if you felt that way, why didn't you say it earlier? I don't know. I think we're spiraling out of control because I yeah. think as you're saying like the Rinna and Kyle, like not really being here to hear it and really like sort of coming to Brandy's defense is a little too much for me. And the same with Denise, like trying to now, you know, claim that Brandy's character is is uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but false is also ridiculous. It's and weird because Denise is simultaneously saying Brandy's a liar. She lies all the time about women she slept with, but also. She claims that she slept with someone at this table. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, if she's yeah. a liar, then that's a lie. So why are you bringing it up? You know? Yes, yeah, that's it. That's 100% true. It's yeah. just bizarre. And then it's also like, by the way, everybody, we're not aghast that you slept with a woman or that you slept with Brandy. The drama is that the scenario that you presented in your marriage is supposedly false and you tried to hide it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I just, I think people are like, Oh my God, they're painting Denise to be like a sexual predator and all this stuff. And I just, I think everybody is just kind of throwing shade at each other and trying to whittle yeah. out of it with like, what about isms, you know? And I'm just like, what happened mm -hmm. guys? Like it doesn't have to be this big of a deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, yeah, it's hard to keep up at this point. And I and I I mean, I'm happy that, you know, Denise didn't find a flight home and she like stayed and participated. Yeah. I was like happy to see that, I guess. But it is it is just like sort of spiraling out of control in a way uh -huh. that it really doesn't need to. But there's just too many elements at play and people are getting caught up on different parts of the story and different sides to be on. And I, I you know, you have to agree with Lisa Reno and she's like, all right, let's get Brandy on the fucking horn. Yeah, let's let's talk with her about this. And Denise is like, no. And you're like, well, yikes. Like, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't look good for you, dude. If you like have a conversation, if you're scared because of something she's going to bring up, 
It's kind of what it looks like. It looks like you're pretty freaking scared, dude. Yeah. So I don't know. I also was just like really, really stressed out when Dorit and Kyle were having white wine with penne arabata. <laughs> and that was like really difficult for me. I was like, I just don't understand. <laughs> Maybe I am not. I just like I know very little about wine and very little about food. But man, do I love red wine with pasta with red sauce. Mm. So they were just like ice cold sauve blancs with this like penne arabata and it was i was uh, I, that made me aghast mm-hmm. how do you uh, feel about straight tequila with any pasta in italy oh my god <laughs> yeah i'm i am over that and i'm a girl who loves a signature drink i love when someone has a signature drink i've talked about how i like that denise has a signature drink. right right but it's like you know i'm drink a little wine. bit of a dorit when you're like <laughs> when in rome dude you're in yeah. literal rome and you're having pasta Please, for the love of God, you already don't eat garlic. Just, like, give it a break and have a glass of wine. I loved the wine tasting that the girls did. I was yeah, so was envious. And they're, like, they drove there in their Ferraris. This I had, you know, so much vacation envy, which I always do with these episodes. But, yeah. you know, I just had to – also living in a world where coronavirus wasn't on top of them. Yeah. Um, Speaking of vacation so. envy, uh, should we talk about the weekly reminder to put skincare on our neck, uh, Real Housewives of New York? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, honey. Okay. These women are hot, and they are old, and I'm wondering how many more years they can still keep being so hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that that's problematic, but I – it's it's kind of astonishing. They're like defying time at this point. Like they, they look really real are. good, you know. They do. They look great. And uh, yeah, Luann truly did look like a Bond girl in her yeah. bikini. And I was like, fuck yes, Luann. This is the best. This is this is also great to have these kind of fun reminders of just these like hot, more mature women. When I was watching an Instagram video last night in bed, and it was this woman who was like, beauty tip. Don't drink with straws because it gives you wrinkles. Mm-hmm. And I threw my phone into the ocean and I looked at Tony and was like, I can't do any. You can't have anything. No. This is the worst. Everything is bad. You're Like, how are you supposed to Survive. avoid wrinkles and be beautiful and be a good person? And all of this is impossible to me. I might as well give up. I hate this. I hate womanhood. And then to turn on Roni and like see all of them in bikinis on camels just like being hot shit I was like I'm gonna be fine case, <laughs> yeah case in point I'm like oh my god everyone's body looks so amazing what's going on with their crepey necks <laughs> like, <just laughs> cannot win as a woman it's fucked up I admit it it's totally fucked up it doesn't mean I'm not gonna talk about it but <laughs> it's a it's a lose-lose situation um and I did- you speaking of being fit you had a little matchy matchy moment with Leah. In this oh, episode, I did. Didn't you? I have her outdoor voices workout set. It's very comfortable and I think it's eco friendly. Um, it's great. It's a great company. You guys should check it out. Sometimes they have sales at Nordstrom Rack. Really good. <laughs> I just challenge you to do a Who Wore It Better. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Leah. Okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We haven't we haven't done one in a while, so maybe I'll go back yeah, and find it. Okay, gotta perfect. Do a who wore it perfect. better. Oh, man, that's a tough one. That's like when you went up against Juliet on Siesta Key, and I was like... Sorry. Yeah, exactly! <laughs> um, what? I, I just, like, cannot watch Luann getting bucked around on that camel enough times. Like, the fact that they played it back in slow motion was just... I was cackling the whole time. It was great. <laughs> it also... I love the idea of the producers and whoever is planning, like, the trip just, like, 
any location they go to trying to find camels because it's a little <laughs> bit of a stretch that they're in Mexico riding camels. So uh-huh. you're like, this. even Leah is like, I don't know, this seems like a little out of place. Like I, this just like bumps for me a little bit. And that you could just tell by the edit, you're like, oh, no, they were doing anything they could to get Luann back on a fucking camel. And I love that she felt so victorious at the end. She was like, bitch, I did it. I safely rode another camel. That was very Wow, you guys are gold. It's also so funny that they're like all freaked out about how the camels are all spooked. And they're just like, I'm getting off of the camel. Like they're screaming (laughs) at the camels. And I'm like, yeah, they're freaked out because you're fucking screaming at the camels. You know? (laughs) Anyway, I could talk about camels for a whole episode. Which is the, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name right now because she is probably my favorite. But the real housewife of new jersey that's like these dolphins they gonna kiss me <laughs> dolores catania dolores yeah. i want to see dolores join them and also be dealing with these camels like i want let's do all of the real housewives franchises throw them on some camels and see what happens and have that be just like our control for the experiment that is this show. honestly i would watch the shit out of a disney plus or national geographic animal planet type special with only housewives that love animals <laughs> Are we pitching a show, Alyssa? I think, Are we? Yeah, I think that's a straight, like, 100 episodes, just for sure. <laughs> like, Dolores Catania, Luann, Sonia, like, who else loves animals? Teresa's afraid of animals, so I would let her go as well. Kyle, who's, like, very annoying about having 100 dogs. Just exploring mm-hmm. the planet and interacting with animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. It seems great. Oh, my God. Wait. Speaking of housewives and animals, I don't know how much you know about that. You've, you've sent me the the articles about the new uh, Lisa Vanderpump yeah. Peacock show and then also her new uh, lawsuit for not yes. paying Sir employees. Like, this girl cannot get out of the headlines, honey. I was just talking about this with Mike last night because I was like – Honestly, I think this lawsuit is good for the Vanderpump Dog spinoff because she is going to have to bring the drama as a producer because she is not making any money and she has quite a few expenses right now. Like Villa Blanca shut down. Obviously, Sir doesn't do takeout. Tom Tom is like doing cameos to play their pay their employees. Now she's being sued again. I mean, there's and there's no Vanderpump rules and she's not on Beverly Hills. So like, I don't know what she's starting a podcast, which spoiler alert doesn't pay very much money. And like, <laughs> so I really think that I'm like, it's fucking fight or flight at this point, And she is going to have to up the stakes of this, you know, volunteer dog drama. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love it. Oh, that's yes. great. I love the, again, I the I love just a fire under people's butts for these yeah. shows. <laughs> Look, pressure makes a diamond, baby. Let's go. Yes, honey. Uh, Let's talk about amazing. our interview for this week. Um, yeah. We have the hilarious Abby Caldwell. She's my good friend. She was one of our first episodes, um, and she came back to talk about Real Housewives of Potomac, which is excellent. Um, We noticeably didn't talk about the most recent episode, the premiere, uh, in this beginning part because we got into it, did a deep dive um, with Abby, and then we also just sort of like got into each housewife in case you hadn't seen the previous seasons to help you guys catch up. Um, And it's excellent. It's, It's truly one of the best franchises right now. It is. It's so good. And Abby really wanted me to say, oh, yes. she she like got <laughs> off air after we stopped recording. She was like, oh, Taylor, please let people know that I think you're so phenomenal and Dave mm-hmm. and that you are. What did she say? I she was, said you really pop on camera. I That's really pop on camera. Yes. And she thought it was really important for you guys to know that she said that. And I just want to as like her friend yes. and like for the integrity of the pod, yes. I want her message to get across. So again, 
Abby thinks that I pop on screen mm-hmm. in Dave. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, I mean, that's just so sweet. And I think it's important you guys know that. Yeah, we um, just want to keep it honest about how much. Yeah, I just want to um, keep it honest. Our guests for are Abby. fans of Taylor. Yeah, that's for what Abby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, I hope you enjoy. I'm still the baddest thing walking and the most anointed one talking. Honey, the grand dame doesn't repeat history. She makes it. Maybe if you tried a little harder, you wouldn't have to try me. I live in a house full of ballers, but I'd never get played. We are so excited to have the hilarious comedy writer, Abby Caldwell, back with us to talk about, honestly, an iconic series of Real Housewives, Real Houses of Potomac, and uh, we're celebrating the new premiere this week. Welcome, Abby. Hi, thank you so much for having me back again. Yes, um, we felt like you deserved a round two. You were our first episode, and we've grown a lot since then, and things have changed since then. (laughs) Well, I think the bigger issue for why I should come back is that my first subject turned out to be quite problematic yeah she was uh, she was a bad apple but that's okay you know mm-hmm, we didn't mm-hmm. know at the time and I'm so glad that we've you were our guinea pig and now we've gotten mm-hmm. to figure out the pod and yeah uh, we're all better for it we're all more yeah. knowledgeable mm-hmm. I guess I agree and I like that you said guinea pig because we did have a getty image of a oh hamster appear oh. on this episode of Potomac I yes <laughs> we did could not oh believe that they found an exact image of Candace posed the same way <laughs> the hamster was posed that is you know that editor must not be a fan of Candace you know that's that's when a little bias comes through in the post team I think totally (laughs) they were so rude that hamster looked so much like her See, this is why you got to be nice to everybody because you know you know even if you think you're more important than them you never know you never know but I also think I also think that Candace is stunning by the way yes and yeah a good segue because like I think that the real housewives of Potomac are hands down the most beautiful housewives like across the board it's unreal yeah it's true we've talked about this and it's also it's pretty much also a matter of fact because a lot of them are like actual beauty queens like it is a fact that they also are like competitively (laughs) yeah they win beauty contests like yeah they're, just, they're so beautiful their glam is so beautiful like mm-hmm. I love all their hair and makeup it's just oof they you really guys, I have tra- been trying to do their eyeshadow looks for my zoom calls and it has not been going well <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to know like do they are they just good at it or do they have secret glam behind the oh they 100% scenes. have secret glam okay okay that oh, makes absolutely. me feel better <laughs> oh absolutely they for sure have glam. One thing that I really enjoy about this series is that they are all like in the basketball world. Like every single time we meet someone they're dating, I'll turn to Mike and be like, do you know who Sherman Douglas is? And he'll be like, yeah, he played for this team and that team, you know? Really? I (laughs) was wondering about that with Sherman, actually. I was like, I've I've never heard of him. Yeah, I've been telling him. I think um, Sharice's husband used to coach the Sixers. um, Whoa. I've been telling him like all about Juan Dixon's like family tragedy and how they met with a psychic and he's just like this is fucking crazy that they agreed to do this (laughs) it really is yeah the thing that's so interesting and I think it's kind of a theme across the board with the housewives is that all of these women like we said are so gorgeous and you Mm -hmm. see them just get treated like shit by dudes that don't deserve them like yeah awful yeah like awful especially with like Giselle who is so gorgeous I, Mm -hmm. I don't understand what's going on here 
Well, I think that Giselle is like very stunted emotionally. And it's like, I think you really see that in the season five premiere when she's talking to her daughters about being back together with their dad. Mm -hmm. And she's like, the daughters are like very, you know, like self-possessed. And they're like, we just, you know, we think it's really weird. And like, we think that he, you know, saying all these bad things about him. And then she just goes like, well, I think that you should trust your mother. Like, yeah. it's very, like, it's it's, very, like, bratty, you know? Yeah, it's very dark. And it doesn't, yeah, the, the fact that your own children with this man are all very calmly explaining to you why you shouldn't be with him, <laughs> why it makes them uncomfortable. Their so, and they father. Have, like, really sound reasoning, too, of just, like, one of her older daughters was like, well, it feels like he's kind of using our relationship to get closer to you, and he's manipulating the situation a little bit. Like, <laughs> they're, they're so, they seem so emotionally intelligent, and, like, they have a real mm-hmm. handle on the situation. And you're right, Giselle was just like, well, tough shit. Like, this is the yeah. way that it is. It's like, doesn't, wouldn't that just really rock you to your core and feel really I don't know even just embarrassing to have that happen on camera it is I I think that she is seems to be like such a powerful woman on the show and seems to be such a force she's really active in helping this all of the stories move forward within Real Housewives but does have a little bit of this like not being able to be alone thing like I I just can't help but feel like she's going back to this ex because these other boyfriends weren't working out and and it's sad because she has such a full life it seems and would be able to find a catch if she was a little bit more patient so it is a it's weird to see her go back to this like pastor who cheated on her publicly and she wrote a book about it didn't she seems like a monster yeah like what (laughs) and you can also i find really see it in her emotional scent scentedness in her decor choices in her new house oh oh (laughs) my god Alyssa found an incredible comp oh I said that her house looked like you know the um heart-shaped vibrating vibrating bed from the sims (laughs) uh it feels like she would not hesitate to put that in her house no that would like match perfectly for the aesthetic not you know maybe for the sexiness but for the aesthetic it's so so tacky that emotional stuntedness, like it really, it kind of reminds me of the casita that Gina moves into on OC. The way that she like decorate, like these like stunted women, the way they like decorate their own place, it's very like like bedazzled and yeah, you know, it's very like first dorm room. Yeah, it's just oof. It's very like woman cave. I don't. It, it's yes. almost like you weren't allowed to choose any of your. You exactly. Know, it's the same thing as a guy doing a man cave. It's like, well, fuck Absolutely. them. I'm just gonna put beer on the wall now. It's like the woman equivalent <laughs> totally. of that. It's, it's the exact just big thing. hearts everywhere. There's like words all over the walls. Yeah, so Everything is like has jewels on it. It's very mm-hmm. strange. It's yes. very bizarre. Um, let's talk about Giselle's BFF Robin, who some people think is the most boring housewife on the franchise. What do you think about her, Abby? They think that I love Robin. That's interesting. I love her. I mean, I guess she is kind of boring, but like, I mean, A, I just find her so stunning. So I just like to look at her and I don't know. I just think that she's, because I think she has a bit of that stuntedness too, obviously, because she's been with her with Juan since like high school Mm -hmm. but I also find her like very self-possessed and like the way she speaks is very calm Mm -hmm. but I just I don't know I like I just like her energy 
I don't know why. And she doesn't really do that much. That's true. Although I was just watching whatever previous season um, where she goes, I think season three, where she storms into Ashley's restaurant or season two. Right. When she storms into <laughs> Ashley's restaurant and she goes, and she's like, I'm just here to tell you one thing. Stay the fuck up out my business. And yeah. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> to go it's to so a person's funny. place of work where they are the owner, <laughs> to have that conversation is a an excellent housewife move. It's and very it meta, is. too. What a meta line to storm into someone's business and tell yeah. them to stay out of your business. It I really love is. this. And you can I also think tell that, she... that like, Bravo hadn't planned that. Because Ashley was like, whoa, I wasn't on the call sheet today. Yeah. Like, you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. That's the thing with Robin. I do think that she's pretty feisty. I think that her kind of monotone, maybe boring voice is a little deceiving because it makes her seem a little bit more laid back. But she's often, you know, thrown into the fire and she will she's pretty scrappy. And she's also had some moments with Giselle that I I commend her for because they're often a little team and she seems like Mm -hmm. Giselle's little sidekick. But Mm -hmm. what was it last season where Giselle like they went to an open house for, for that condo that Robin flew? and Giselle walked in the door and immediately like started some shit and Robin was like that is just not professional and like (laughs) confronted her about it and was like I deserve a fucking apology because you ruined my open house with your declasse behavior and I was like yeah Robin you should yell at your best friend and Giselle was like my bad and so I like that I think that she's (laughs) like certainly not you know stirring the pot as much as everyone else is but when she gets thrown into the middle I think that she does stand up for herself in a cool way I she do. also gives us the lateness drama, which really makes me laugh. She's so late all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like last season, or no, I forget which season, but I've been watching them a lot of them, the old episodes lately. Um, but where she just like misses her flight to yeah. like whatever yes. tropical vacation they were on. And she's just like kind of like unaffected by it she's like man I missed my flight <laughs> yeah and that is that cr- I feel like that's so the opposite of either my personality or anyone I know like that oh, would be yeah. s- s- worth such a meltdown for me if I missed a fucking plane like and meltdown. she's just like you know me I'm always late and like, <laughs> you, what? Know me. you guys know me you have like it's kids so you have a life like how are you always so late that's well bananas. she also like showed up like halfway through Candace's wedding last season yeah oh, was like whoopsie <laughs> Oh man, I did that too by accident to my two of my teammates on my basketball team got married to each other and mm-hmm. we went to oh, their wedding cute. and it was really cute. It was it was a very fun wedding and we couldn't find the you know the path from the parking lot to the like <laughs> venue and literally Mike and I are walking in as their entire <gasps> bridal party is about to walk no. down the aisle and I oh, joked around God. my team captain who's one of the people who's getting married. She loves to run a clear out offense, which basically just means like, get the fuck out of the way so I can score. And so she literally was like, go, go, Alyssa, go. And I was like, I'm so sorry. So I can't, uh, I can't shade Robin for that. Cause I've that's definitely hilarious. done that before. Oh my God. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, so she, I also love that Robin does a full eyeliner all the way around her whole entire eye, which is something I've not done since middle school. And she totally oh my God, pulls it she? off. Yeah. yeah. She I does, like, noticed that. thick under, like, black under eye eyeliner and on top. Look the next time. It's really, I think it's because her eyes are so piercing. Like, they're beautiful. Yep. So it's almost like a frame. And for me, it would look like 
who knows what the fuck it was oh going on. I remember that, like, in, honestly, I think, like, through college I was doing that. Yeah. I was doing, like, a thick black, like, waterline fill-in yeah. just on the bottom. No eyeliner mm-hmm. on the top, mm-hmm. by the way. Just Whoa, on the bottom. bold. Oh, yeah. It was, it was very bold. And it was, it's like, what can I do to just, like, really drag my face down? Yeah. And, and also I think create I'll... a lot of like little black eye boogies. All yeah, day. I want black boogies, and I want to just really stretch out that face. I'm you know. Good. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Karen really Please. quick. Please. Um, no, I don't love Karen. I know everybody I, does. I love what she is in the show. Like, I think that I think that she is a little scene steely. I think she tries to make it about her in a way that's you know obvious and sometimes just annoying, but. Mm-hmm. I think her reactions to stuff I just like live for. I live for her face yeah. when people are spilling the tea and how she's just <laughs> like so readable and is so insane. And I, I, I think that her having a gross smelling perfume named La Dame <laughs> is maybe my favorite plot on any housewife. I think it's so funny yeah. that she's putting all of her eggs into a perfume basket. That it's smells disgusting. bad. Oh my oh, God, Abby, we have to, bad. yeah, I was going to say, you have to talk about how we've gotten to smell the La Dame perfume. Shut up, you have? Yeah. yeah. We oh my God, tell to, me everything. We went to a bitch sesh live show and they like walked through the audience and sprayed La Dame. No. And, yeah, and we were like on the on like the end of the row on the aisle, and so we got like a big whiff of La Dame, and oh my god, it was pretty putrid. Oh my god, it was god, pretty that's bad. Like everything, you guys. It was really <laughs> old lady. So funny, really yeah. bad, and it stayed around for a really long time. Uh, like oh, it, it didn't fall the to the time. ground. It was like we talk about aerosols and COVID. Like that is La Dame. <laughs> like it's and that's also, how you know. Yeah, I'm so judgmental of like I love when any of the housewives are like really intense entrepreneurs and they have these great businesses and I just like I'm so obsessed with how what what great business women so many of them are mm-hmm. and it's so funny that she's like I'm so busy I have a perfume <laughs> and it's like bitch you have a bad product like one. I can't I, you have one bad product and everyone knows it's bad and you're like just traipsing around like you are some sort of uh, you know Tyra Banks <laughs> like doing all these different kind totally. of businesses it's like you have one bottle of bad perfume oh, I love yeah. it and speaking I, of that I think that side note Giselle's uh foundation line looks really beautiful it does and it's a great it has a great name too hue yeah every every hue i think yeah yeah it's it's really good but yeah way better than karen's um (laughs) let's talk about ashley darby really quick and then we will wrap monique candace and wendy into talking about the current season because they're all you know in drama with each other um Mm -hmm. ashley darby truly one of the great housewives of yep. any franchise. She starts off as a 26 year old. Her, I feel for her because her family is like more and more fucked. I mean, she's shown us everything on this yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Her mm-hmm. dad, you know, abandoned her when she was a kid and she goes to confront him in season four at his doorstep and he just slams the door in her face, which is insane. And like, so, sad. so brave of her to put that on TV. Her mom, it seems like there's like quite a few dependency issues there and she's being put between her like 70 something year old husband who does Ugh. not want to finance her mom's lifestyle because she has a boyfriend who doesn't work I mean talk about like really showing your entire life on the show and then as if that wasn't enough drama and their restaurant and their the kangaroo and emu that they're serving <laughs> we get 
the entire Michael Darby butt grabbing assault cameraman scandal. Which was insane. <laughs> Truly yeah. one of the most, like, I just couldn't wait to see like every single step of what was going to happen about that story. And I haven't felt that way about any other franchise in such a long time. And he does it twice. He's done yeah. it twice on the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, wasn't that season one when, when he grabs or, or he... it was season two. Season yeah. Two? And he grabbed one of the other guys, butts. I don't remember whose it was. I'll, all I remember is, Ashley is like weirdly dancing during yes, the scene. Yes. And, like they show it so many times and she yeah. is just like I don't know if she's not a great dancer or if that was just a tough moment for her but like she's dancing by herself in the middle of the floor. Yeah. While her husband is grabbing a man's ass. And then she's like, "Oh, come on, he was just being friendly." And it kind of goes away because there's like other, you know, stories to follow and then yeah. like they have it queued up the second the cameraman sues it. Yes. Like it's it's incredible, honestly. It's and let's so not forget incredible. when he surprised them at the gay bar. Yeah. Remember they went to like a drag oh show and then he was like, Surprise, I'm here and you're like, oh. What are you t- <laughs> You like really so found a way to show up at this gay bar with the girls, didn't you? <laughs> he really did. I find him so disgusting. Like yeah. I find him difficult to look at, you know? And I just that baby looks just like him. I know. <laughs> yeah. And he's like so mad all the time. I mean, they even, uh, she like tried to negotiate her prenup on camera and he said, he says to her, I'm not going to allow you to use the camera as leverage in this situation. And I was like, holy fucking shit. We are really seeing these people's lives. Like this is why They really show us behind the scenes on Potomac in a great way. Yeah. Like they really do. It's, it's really, really great. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but she ends up getting her baby. She doubles down on everything. It's kind of sad because like, I don't feel like they've ever been in a stable place, but I understand no. why she's with him. Um, and oh her... yeah, because she's trying to replace her father. Clearly. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but also like now that I just watched this prenup episode where she's like, after five years, I do get a lump sum, mm-hmm. and in that episode, she's trying to be like, can we determine a date by which I would be given the lump sum? And I was like, you get that lump sum of half Smart. his wealth, girl. <laughs> like you get it. Like, you get girl. it, girl. I hope there's a bon- bonus for that baby you just popped out. Totally. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Um, on a weird side note, I very, I very much enjoyed her breastfeeding scene in this week's premiere because oh I feel God. like I learned a lot. And it was really crazy, <laughs> and it was like, of it was just like a full scene strictly dedicated to like nipples and like latching on to nipples. And I was like, great, I've never seen anything like this. I'm well, learning I a lot. Not, I have not stopped thinking about that lactation coach taking yes. that beanie baby in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. It has like it has woken me up in the middle of the night. Like I, it comes to me when I least expect it. I'm so upset by it. Like I just, it was so horrifying. She like, opens her that, mouth so wide. That crocheted breast. It's like it has to be like to scale, as if the lactation coach was a baby, and she opens, oh she unhinges her jaw to like <laughs> clamp on. And I have not stopped thinking about it. It was, I mean, it was. So good. <laughs> Even Ashley was like, "What the fuck, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lady?" Like, I 
I just, it was like, you could have used like your fist or something, yeah. you know, like I didn't need a crocheted Beanie Baby breast. A picture, a <laughs> diagram, a yeah. video, something, you know, Oh my God. use an iPad. I, <laughs> I would love to see it on an iPad. Um, okay. Let's talk about this fantastic uh, season premiere. The opening shot <laughs> Oof. is a broken glass a piece of cauliflower and a first aid kit <laughs> on the floor. And I was like, this is going to be a fucking fantastic season. <laughs> it's going to be so good. What, like, who do we think that fight is with? Well, it's, do you want me to tell you? Because people, there's information out on. No, I don't want you to tell me. Don't tell me. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There is video of a restaurant goer who was not on the show taking you know, like notice and and taking videos on their iPhone of the fight okay, between tell me. all I of them. I want to know. Okay, okay. Know. Wait, can I guess first? Can I yeah, guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, I have to get. Uh, it has to be Candace in the middle of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It has to be because they're they're be trying Candace. to make it look like it was Monique, and I bought it the first time I watched it, but then when I watched the episode a second time, I was like, oh, they're doing that editing thing. No, I think thing. it is Monique because you think it's Monique? It's Monique she and has Candace. Charges filed against her. <gasps> I think was the bird there? <laughs> no, wait. We gotta get Taylor to talk there? about this bird. Taylor, talk oh, about sorry. the bird for a little bit while I look up the assault charges. Okay. So I was texting Alyssa when I was watching it, and I was like, "Okay, so a little backstory on me. My parents are soulless, and they don't care for dogs. And my dad and I are allergic to cats. So I didn't grow up being able to have a cat or a dog. But I loved <laughs> birds, which I've been told now as a grown woman is a weird part of me, and that makes me a weird bird girl, and I am untrustworthy and bizarre." are because I love birds but when I was growing up I had cockatiels and parakeets and I was obsessed with I got literally like a bird magazine every month oh my god and I was fascinated with (laughs) African greys which is this parrot that Monique has and you guys African greys are so smart they're like smarter than a two or three year old human they're incredibly intelligent I'm they're they're wildly expensive they're like really really intense birds so the episode came up and I saw that Monique had an African grey and I texted Alyssa and I was like oh my god Monique with this African gray and Alyssa was like lol you know the bird breed (laughs) and bitch I do and I'm so I love that she's like taking it around and training it to like poop in certain spots I think it's a little strange that she has that weird glass purse for it and then leaves it on the floor that's like the last place a bird wants to be but I I love I just like I love so much that she has a fucking African gray on a leash like that is my uh, like innermost goddess version of myself would have that same thing like i've never related to monique in your bentley taylor (laughs) yes honey (laughs) (laughs) well i thought it was really funny how she you know she's potty training the bird great god bless but she has it to poop on fresh computer paper like (laughs) yeah think about all like the junk mail you get in the mail like just like throw that in a drawer have it poop on the junk mail don't pull out fresh computer paper for her, True. for him to poop on. I thought That's that a was good really tip. noteworthy. Yeah, it's because I bet it's just like more aesthetically pleasing to have like a white paper instead of yeah. like coupon have your bird ads. shit on a white paper. <laughs> it's also, it's like, that's like the least, one of the long list of reasons why people don't have birds and hate like having birds as pets <laughs> is because they will shit everywhere. Like it's so much different sure. than like even a dog shitting inside accidentally. It's just like right. the bird will fly around and take a big fucking wet dump anyway. <laughs> And so, so for her oh to God, be tra- like dumb. potty training it is 
so funny and they have this like weird leash on it you guys i've just oh like God, i never harness. thought that my real housewives love and my fascination <laughs> and respect for birds and bird breeds would have a crossover like this so thank you a side note about, about bird poop is i like two years ago got shit on by a bird at a wedding during that's good luck <laughs> that's good luck abby no i i don't think at a wedding that you're at by yourself literally like in the middle of the ceremony watching someone get married and i was like can i catch a fucking break <laughs> like it's bad enough that i'm here by myself and then i just got shit on and like you can't really do anything because it's like no the middle you're just of sitting the wedding. There. i just had yeah. to sit there covered in bird shit watching someone else get oh, married Abby. i was like damn this is just like not my year <laughs> Wow, I definitely would have left. I would have been like, okay, well, it's not for me today. You guys enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, best of luck. That's so funny. Um, Yeah, so I looked up the assault charges, and there were second-degree assault charges against Monique filed by Candace, and I guess they were dismissed, which is very interesting. They were dismissed? Yeah. Um, So she just, like, wanted to – I mean, it probably wasn't, like, that – Salty. She just like wanted to be messy and dramatic. Or Monique has more money than Candace, so it's hard to fight someone in court about that. That is so true. Um, Monique has a ton of money. Yeah. And so this conversation that we're seeing in the previews with Giselle and Robin and Monique and a couple of the other housewives where they're like, this is, this is like, really bad like Mm -hmm. this is not the example we want to set on the show this is not what we signed up for they're referring to this fight i'm pretty sure yeah it seems like yeah there's also like you can hear in the fight monique let go of her let her go so it seems like she gets her pretty good (laughs) but i think that like candace clearly starts it yeah, I mean, yeah, like in the way that like Kenya would start shit. Yes, Real I was Housewives just thinking about Atlanta. that, like on that reunion when Kenya like you're a like, dumb hoe to Portia. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and she and like waved her fan in her face, and then yeah. Portia like lunged for her and had to be tackled. <laughs> like I can't imagine Candace throwing the first punch, especially not with Monique, who feels like she has no problem standing up for herself. Oh no, you Monique know? seems like she would truly lay you out. Yeah, if you came for her by the way uh not that whatever this is not feminist but fucking her body really like snaps back after giving birth to like a third or fourth kid really does (laughs) it's fucking crazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. her body is incredible the bodies on the on these women are unreal yeah it's insane um so let's uh go through the diamonds and denim (laughs) (laughs) one year anniversary party with the cash bar (laughs) Do you think they accepted gifts for that? Yeah. Oh, for no sure. way they didn't. Yeah. Oh because, like, if I fucking gave someone a wedding gift and, like, probably paid for whatever, like, bachelorette parties and blah, blah, blah. And then a year later, <laughs> I had to give them an anniversary gift for a huge party. I would truly jump out a window. Yeah. Like, I, I would end that friendship. I, I cannot even imagine oh my god and candace's outfit yes oh awful it was like a rip-off panina tournay bedazzled top with like a rip-off skirt and then these like thigh-high denim boots that were also just not it and i was and i loved when giselle called her out i think it was giselle and was like okay so obviously you found this outfit and then you just made up this (laughs) yes 
Yeah. Like you just like made up this whole like diamonds and denim bullshit. And Candace was like, no, I searched around the world for this outfit. And I was like, oh I don't God. know what I like less. Like the idea <laughs> of you having to find like yeah. finding this and creating a party around it or going and finding this outfit. It's it's so inexcusable either way. I hate was it. Was that a top and a skirt or a dress? It I think like it was a, a tiny dress. No? Dress. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And we God. got a um a Robin hair clips moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Which was no good. Uh, I did like they, Robin's they like, like sparkly sheer tights though. That was kind of cool. I mm-hmm. thought that was really cute. I thought Robin looked great. I just wish that her hair clips laid more flush with her head. Yes. You know, they just like, they came off like a good half inch mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't like that. I don't mind that whole like bobby pin look that's kind of trendy, mm-hmm. but like I, I needed them to be lower profile. <laughs> <laughs> but that cash bar. <sighs> oh, speaking of Karen, yeah, Karen's face when they said cash bar. Yes. See, that's so funny. I love this. So that's like I my that's that. like the main reason I love her being there is her just like being just aghast, just like absolutely <laughs> incredulous aghast. at the idea of having this cash bar. It's also I I wouldn't I. I wouldn't want to shit on someone necessarily for having a cash bar, but if you're having it at a party that shouldn't happen anyway, <laughs> yes. like that's when it's a joke. Like we're already, we, none of us want to be here. We're celebrating something that's just flat out stupid. Totally. And the least you could do is give us a couple of drinks. Like, are you joking? Yeah, just exactly. don't have the party. God, I would be so fucking mad if I showed up in denim and diamonds. Also like diamonds is the theme of your party and you have a cash bar. <laughs> Exactly. Like what? Which is how we know she couldn't afford to fight Monique in court because Monique has like NFL football player money and has who knows how many houses from the properties she flips and there's an aquarium in her fucking living room. So a shark tank. (laughs) Yeah. I love I love Monique's husband. I just think he is so cute, Chris. Yeah. I also love that she's like, I'm taking my bird. You enjoy taking care of the infant like I think that they're getting better with that because like he you know I think they have obviously very traditional marriage which mm-hmm. you know whatever works for you but like he does have some uncomfortable I think ideals about like it's your job to take care of the kids that's kind of what happens on these series though don't you think like mm-hmm. everyone always starts off I mean like Porsche is a great example of that we've yeah. talked about other people everyone always starts off like okay, I'm the homemaker, I'm the mother, my man, mm-hmm. like, makes money, and he's, like, sort of the head of our family, and he gets mm-hmm. all the, like, glory and credit, and then they get on the show, and they start to become famous, and we watch the py- power dynamics shift, which is really totally. interesting. People either, like, fully get on board with it and think it's, like, funny the way that they're being portrayed and they're proud of their wife, or, which I think is kind of what's happening with Karen and her husband like uh, oh def- that's definitely what's happening they're totally fucked perfume. up yeah like he he doesn't know how to handle that his like wife is a bigger deal than he is now yeah mm. absolutely and like he wasn't even a big deal so like chris was like actually a, a big deal i think I, yeah. assume. I don't know sports but you know yeah for sure he seems like he's sort of taking it in stride though don't you think yeah and they i just think that like they seem to have a really nice relationship they seem to really enjoy each other you yeah. know and just like really click and like be each other's best friends and just really get along I just think that he is like such a little cutie a huge cutie and I loved the scene last season when they did a yoga class together or maybe it was a Lamaze class because she was pregnant and then she was explaining to him the drama about uh Michael Darby grabbing the cameraman's butt 
and that there was also the story that he had said he wanted to suck one of the husband's dicks. <laughs> yeah, sure. And yep. Chris was like, I don't want to know who it is. <laughs> you can stop there. He's like, I, I thank you for filling me in, but I don't want any more details. It was just such a like cute. He's just like shaking his head in this like Lamaze class. He's like, that'll be all with this story. Thank you. Like, Did oh we ever God. find out whose dick it was that he said that about? I thought it was Juan. Yeah, I thought I it, was it was Juan, Juan. too. Yeah. Yeah. Watching all the men, yeah, he's really hot. Like, (laughs) I understand why Robin is like, it's okay. Like, whatever we're doing is fine. (laughs) He's so hot. He's pretty cute. Uh, The last husband that I wanted to talk about, uh, circling back to this party situation, is Candace's husband, who, when she started crying, immediately starts calling for, can someone please get a napkin? Folded? Folded, please? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes so that her eye makeup wouldn't come off her lashes wouldn't come off that was so funny i mean do you I guys just... think they're a good couple no <laughs> well i no. don't really like candace i appreciate her as a housewife like you know any housewife who's willing to eviscerate someone while they're giving birth to a baby like oh my god right. when yeah. she when she tweeted where is your income roach yeah i that is so funny like that is so funny to me where is your income roach for that just to be like the first thing to come to your head to say to somebody is just really delightful and by the way insane because your fucking mom pays for everything <laughs> so yeah where's yeah. your income roach <laughs> what are you talking about like you are acting your mom, act- mom hits you with a purse in the face because you don't want to <laughs> live by her rules in her house that she pays for like what the fuck <laughs> anyway yeah. it's such but a no, i don't think they have a good i mean i guess they have a good relationship I, I suppose they have a fine relationship but i just don't enjoy the stylings of chris i just i think I don't like him no, at all. I don't yeah. either. And no, I don't. I find him distasteful, you know? I also don't want to know any more about his dick. Like, I just don't. I think it's like I just don't Ugh. like them separately as people, even though I appreciate yes. them on the show, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like maybe they have a fine relationship, but they're both just rough. I mean, yeah, like his dick, it's just like, oh, he has a brown dick with yeah. a pink tip. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what she said, like, on the show. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Why are you sharing that? And also, like, (laughs) can you say more about it also? (laughs) Because I can't make heads or tails of what you're saying. Yeah. You know, they had Candace and Monique, I think. I like that they're at the center of the drama this season because they also have the two most beautiful confessional looks so far. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) True. Candace, when she has that, like, braid on the front of her head. Yeah. Oh, it's stunning. You love yeah. it? I was she like, looks like a goddess. I love it. <laughs> it's I so much. It. Like they're I think it helps that all of their looks are kind of pushing being really over the top, mm-hmm. but they're yes. all really on the same page. So when you're watching the show, it's really it's so aesthetically pleasing and amazing. And then they it yeah. encourages all of them to take more risks cuz all of them are in these like big gowns with these huge statement sleeves yeah. and they're doing statement right. hair. So it's like I am living for it and my like crusty pajamas and no makeup for four months that I'm doing in quarantine. I'm just like, yes, I love that braid tiara. (laughs) 
Absolutely. I just think overall this show really gets everything right. Like so much is going wrong in the other franchises. We've been talking Mm -hmm. a little bit about how New York is sort of just like Grey Gardens, like wasted all the time. (laughs) And then Beverly Hills, like they did this last season and it's a little better this season, but they're still doing it where they are drawing out this one thing that could have been resolved in like a couple episodes yeah, and Mm -hmm. treating it like it's a big mystery and we're waiting for the other shoe to drop and it never really did last season. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if it is, we're ever going to get clarity this season and this just feels like for some reason people talk about Potomac maybe because it's newer as if it's like a B tier with like the Dallas and like all those other franchises but I really think that it's getting an A plus like every season totally and they're also you can tell that they're putting more budget into it this season like it is really glam looking the whole thing and I mean the other thing about Potomac is that I love is that if two of the women are in a fight, they don't refuse to film with each other. Yes. Like they will totally film with each other. And it's like, thank you. Cause that's your job. Like how <laughs> Giselle like went to that bakery with yeah. Candace this episode. Yeah. And like I didn't realize they like had beef. I, I don't really remember from last season. And it really made me laugh when uh, they were just like having a nice conversation. And then like somebody brought up like houses buying houses and Giselle just goes Candace you have been very nasty as it relates to my home <laughs> and it was like oh are we fighting oh we were just like tasting carrot cake yeah and then she just like comes at her I was like yes this is what I need yeah mm-hmm. it's really been good. very nasty as it relates to my home well Potomac also speaking of Giselle and her little one-liners she has my favorite um, joke in like, almost all of Housewives history which was I think last season when She's in a confessional and she's talking about how they like, you know, they did like an awful thing to Karen in the season before, which was like they like thought that she was renting her house or renting just part of her house, basically just for shooting. And they so they were like, we're going to dress up as pizza delivery people and go ring her doorbell and see who comes to the door on camera, which is like a horrific thing to do. And Karen obviously got like very upset. And then they're talking about it. In the, the, in the beginning of last season, and in a confessional, Giselle goes, I realize now that Karen was not in a place to receive my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I think that about people all the time. I'm like, oh, I guess she just wasn't in a place to receive my jokes. Not my fault. <laughs> it's so funny. And they just, like, they will talk about things they don't just refuse to bring it up and talk about it behind each other's backs they'll like get into it on Potomac yeah and we have our new housewife Wendy this season who is a political commentator and she's legit I like watched her on CNN which is like pretty cool and I feel like elevates the housewives a little bit you know yeah yeah it really it actually really does she's you know of course once again beautiful yeah and I loved that uh video of her coming out of the hospital with her baby yes that was incredible. She was like, four pushes and I was out. She's like, I'm not doing this. Four pushes and I was And then she's like slow-mo oh. flipping her hair. Wow. May we all be able to give incredible. birth like Wendy. <laughs> yes. And she just like walks out of the hospital in like a gown carrying a baby in a car seat. I was like, wow. This is what I <laughs> she want. She has it when together. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it also seems like she settles in quite nicely with that clip of her in a fight and then screaming, You will call me doctor. Address me correct. <laughs> yes. I am a doctor. And I was like, Yes, we need this. <laughs> oh my God. People like that who have just like so many degrees. I can't even like wrap my mind around that. Like, 
four years of undergrad and I was like, school sucks, man. School yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, well, I'm super excited to see what this season holds and we'll keep talking about it, but I'm really glad we yes. like, you know, gave it its due and, and did a deep yes. dive on Potomac because it's excellent. It's mm-hmm. the best. Thank you so much, Abby. Um, where can people find you on Instagram or Twitter? Listen, they really can't. Um, <laughs> if I'm being quite honest, um, no Twitter. And I listen. If you if you want to follow me on Instagram, request me, and I will approve you. Okay, great. So it's sure. Follow me. It's really fascinating. It's mostly pictures of just like my dog and. 90 day fiance so yes that's the content we need thank you so much abby of course thank you guys 